Hi, and welcome to Quick and Nerdy with Elemental Wellness. I'm your host, Carmen Showers, and this is where we talk about taking our power back. Let's talk about restoring and rebuilding our bodies from the inside out and finding healing opportunities so that we can feel amazing again. You know what? You deserve it. Today in episode 35, we are continuing on with our gallbladder health series, and this is part two. There are three parts to this series, so go back and listen to last week, episode 34, so you can, you know, pick up where we left off, so you can get the full picture moving forward. So the most common gallbladder problem is gallstones. 20 million Americans suffer from gallstones with 1 million developing the condition every year on top of that. So this is a big deal. Gallstones occur in 95% of the people with gallbladder inflammation and pain. So if you're having pains and you have inflammation going on, most likely this is what's happening. So people with gallstones may not experience any symptoms or they may have periods of intense abdominal pain that travels to the lower back. So if you feel any of that, make sure that you get on top of this. So um, a big deal when it comes to gallbladder is removing foods that cause, cause them to be inflamed. So those are things like unhealthy fats. So like vegetable oil, corn oil, peanut oil, sunflower oil, you know, um, all those processed, you know, cheaper oils, those are going to cause a lot of damage. And those are the kind of oils that are in restaurants and processed food that we buy. Also, refined carbs. This is going to be bad for our gallbladders too. So these are processed, refined, and they have no nutritional value. And so they actually make you depleted of nutrients. The little nutrients that you maybe are eating, you're not even getting if you are eating it with these refined carbs. So it's really important to look at that. You want to increase your fiber intake through vegetables. And if you can't tolerate vegetables, let's start small and work our way there because it's a marathon and it's going to take a process, but you do want to be able to tolerate them at some point. There's nothing wrong with the vegetable. It's most likely your digestive system needs to get in shape again to be able to process some of these foods. That's a lot time. A lot of times that's what's going on. Um, so we want to eat healthy fats. Healthy fats are where it's at. And we're going to have a whole fat discussion because that's a whole nother topic. But for now, just know that there's a such a thing as bad fats and good fats. And we're going to focus on eating the good fats and taking the bad fats out. So these healthy fats that we want to focus on are going to be things like olives, olive oil, 
Now, olive oil, you don't want to cook with. You just want to eat it raw in dressings, you know, put it on top of stuff. You don't want to ever cook with olive oil. It has a low smoke point, which means that if you bring the oil to above like 250, it's going to denature and oxidate that oil and become bad for you. So you absolutely don't want to cook with olive oil. You just want to eat it raw. So olive oil is in the good category. Avocado oil and avocados, full of fat, really good fat. Now the avocado oil I love to cook with because it has a high smoke point. You know, you can go all the way up to 500 with this avocado oil before it even you know, thinks about oxidating and doing, you know, denaturing the oil. So that's a great one to cook with. Also, it doesn't have a flavor. And so whatever you're flavoring your food with, it'll just take up that flavor. So it really works well when you're cooking. And also um, coconut oil, it has a high smoke point too. So cooking with that can be good. And then things like coconut cream. This is really yummy. You can add this to meals. You can make, you know, those yummy curry sauces are what that coconut cream are. So good. Um, you can make these yummy frozen like fat bombs using coconut cream. Um, also grass-fed butter if you tolerate it. Butter is great if you tolerate it. And the grass-fed butter, especially, this is the good healthy fat. If it's not grass-fed, it's going to be in the unhealthy category. So if you maybe can't afford that yummy grass-fed butter, just stick to avocado oils and coconut oils. Um, don't buy the icky butter. Big difference. Big difference. So, and then if you can't tolerate butter, Sometimes people can tolerate ghee, and this is a clarified butter, and it's where the allergen is taken off out of that butter. So you can even make it yourself. You put it in the oven, you bring it out of the, you put it in the oven and you melt it, you bring it out of the oven and you let it cool, and it's going to separate. So whatever collected on the top, that fat that collected on the top, you're going to take off and discard and your clarified butter is going to be down below. So you're taking off that allergen and that's how you're going to be able to possibly tolerate it. But grass-fed butter is very nutrient dense. So I would try to tolerate those things when you can. Co coconut oil does not need the gallbladder to break down. So coconut oil kind of give your, gives your gallbladder a little break when it comes to digesting fat. So that's a really cool thing. So, and like MCT oil is like the broken down version of coconut oil, right? So those things can be awesome to get some fat into your body, but they're easier on your body too. So, um, <clears throat> and let's talk for a little minute about gallbladder removal surgery. So this is really prevalent. So over 300,000 people get their gallbladders removed yearly because of gallstones, reoccurring gallstones. So if we can get on top of this problem, we don't have to <clears throat> lose a body part. 
really important to understand that we we can get on top of this. We don't have to be a victim to it. There are ways to prevent painful gallbladder attacks, but removing it shouldn't be one of them. So let me just put it this way. If you wait too long and you're like literally in an emergency status with your gallbladder, I don't think there's much you can do at that point to save it because we don't want to wait too long and we want to make sure that your life is more important than that, obviously. So you can't wait too long if you're going to do these preventative measures. You can't wait till you're already in the hospital and can barely move. You know what I mean? So it depends on the point. There is a point of no return probably. So when we go into this, we want to make sure that we're aware of this. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, gallbladder surgery is there for a reason. At the same time, let's prevent it. Let's do things now that will save our gallbladder in the future. And I think that's the message that I really want to get across. So if you decide that removing your gallbladder is the best option for you, that's totally okay. But just get educated on different dietary modifications to consider while you're removing it and then right after surgery. So it can be, we can make it more helpful to you and not so miserable. So, you know, you want to consider, Consume clear liquids like gelatin-rich broths. Um, So you want to do like beef broths, chicken broths, marrows. Um, Those are really easy to make. I'll have to do an episode on that, but beef and bone broth, so, so good. Um, And you're going to want to avoid fat temporarily and then gradually ease into the right kinds of fat because you don't want to go without fat. Low fat diet is no diet at all. It's not good for us to not have dietary fat. It's essential. So, but temporarily right after your surgery, you're going to want to cut back on it. Um, So avoid fat in the temporary and start by eating smaller meals a little more often. And you just want to gradually ease into eating again and seeing what goes good with your body, because this is a new body you have, you know, you don't have a gallbladder anymore. So you have to learn how and what to do with this and really be on top of it. And so here's where like keeping a food mood poop journal is going to be amazing for you. You're going to want to know all the things. And so you can look back on the last month or two and put all the pieces together. And from there, you can just work, work from there. It's just a really, really great place to start. And it helps you understand the impact of the food that you are eating while helping you eat without pain. this is a big one. You want to eat without pain, eat without pain. If you're not eating without pain, we have to figure out what's going on. So that's what this journal is going to do. 
There's a period of adjustment after surgery that you want to be aware of, and you may feel like gas and bloating and diarrhea after those fatty meals. That's why you really want to tread lightly into eating that fat again, and you want to go easy on your body and just, you know, you want to send it the right messages. Like instead of doing what we were doing, now we're doing this. And then you want to ease your body into these changes. So I hope that helped. And yeah, definitely come back next week. And we are going to wrap up with part three. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you got value out of this. If you did, send it to a friend. Thanks so much for being here.